coming up. And God had to make Habakkuk understand, I, you don't fully understand me, do you? And you can't possibly fully understand me. Because if you did, then you'd be God. And God was saying, I'm God, and you don't fully understand me. So when you get to that place you're not understanding, just keep getting to your place and in your lane. And your lane is living by faith. That's your lane. And trust in me. That's it. That's your lane. Hey, that's your lane. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. For followers of Jesus Christ, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior marked the beginning of eternal life with God. In this four message series, It's Not Over. Learn more about living in God's will in practical ways. Here's Pastor Rob with the fourth message in the series, Just Trust God, Part 2. And then he, he reads on. He says, their armies will march fast like the wind in the desert. And the Babylonian soldiers will take many prisoners and many as the grains of the sand. Then they will leave like the wind and go to fight against other places. The only thing the Babylonians worship is their own strength. God says, I'm going to take this nation that all they want to do is fight. And the only thing they worship is themselves and their strength. And he says... I'm going to use them to address your question. That's what he's saying to Habakkuk. You're telling me about the injustice going on amongst your, amongst your people. God says, I'm going to take this wicked nation, make them so strong, make their horses more fierce than a wolf, and I'm going to let them deal with the problem y'all got, my people. Now, you know... Habakkuk will is really spinning now. It's like, oh, God, what you talking about? What are you talking about? I told y'all, we need to reset. So Habakkuk is confused. I stopped to tell you today, it's not over when you don't agree with God's process. That's the point. It's not over. This takes us to number five. Uh, write this down. It's not over when the evil, uh, when, when evil appears to conquer good. It's not over when evil appears to conquer good. Again, God just told Habakkuk he was going to use the Babylonians to correct the Israelites. It's not over when evil appears to conquer good. And look how Habakkuk responds to God's response to him. Habakkuk 1, 12 and 13. Lord, you are the one who lives forever. You are my holy God who never dies. Lord, you created the Babylonians to do what must be done. Our rock, 
you created them to punish people. Your eyes are too good to look at evil. You cannot stand to see people do wrong. So Habakkuk was trying to tell God about God. <laughs> he's, saying, he's saying, God, you, you know, God, I don't think you looked in the mirror at yourself lately. He says, God, you, you, this don't seem right. This doesn't, I, this doesn't, this doesn't uh, mesh with the God I know. That's what Habakkuk is saying. And then look, he says, he goes on and says, so why? Why do you permit such evil? How can you watch while the wicked destroy people who are such, who are so much better? Look how Habakkuk responds to God. He says, God, I know you created the Babylonians. You are the great God. He said, but this doesn't mesh with my understanding of you. How can you stand by and, and watch such evil, permit such evil? And how can you allow them who are more wicked than the wickedness I was talking about, you know, take over and conquer your people? How can you allow that to happen? In other words, why are you going to let evil conquer good? I, I told y'all we need to reset. God told us that his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts. Look at what Romans 3, 9, and 10 says. It says, so, so are we Jews better than other people? No, we have already said that those who are Jews as well as those who are not Jews are the same. So while Habakkuk was trying to declare that God's people were better than the Babylonians, look, look what Paul is saying here. He's saying, no, this ain't no better. And, and it reads on. They are all guilty of sin. As the scripture says, there is no one doing what is right, not even one. So while Habakkuk was saying, God, I, I know I've been complaining about the, the injustice and the violence amongst your people, but the Babylonians, they worse than us. How are you going to use them to discipline us? This is just a complaint to God. And God is saying to Habakkuk, nah, sin is sin. All y'all jacked up. Okay? <laughs> Why are you thinking you better? You don't even need to start thinking you better than nobody else because you jacked. All of us. <laughs> well, I ain't as jacked up as him, but you still jacked. <laughs> you jacked. And without Christ we would all end up in the same place. And it's only because of Christ. So you see why Habakkuk had a real problem. He had a real issue. He could not understand what God was doing. And this takes us to our next point. 
Number six, write this down. It's not over when justice seems delayed. It's not over when justice seems delayed. Habakkuk 2.1.4 says, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard posts. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Now, this is his second complaint. He says, his first complaint was, again, God, you know, there's injustice going on amongst your people. And then God gave him an answer to that. And he said, oh, I don't like that answer. That don't, that don't make no sense. I'm, I'm even more confused now, God. You're going to use the Babylonians? He says, yeah. And so now uh, he says, okay, I'm going to wait. See what you say now. Now, he did, a, you know, he did a couple good things, you know. <laughs> He said, I'm going to climb to my watchtower and to my guard post, and there I will wait. He, he got in his lane. <laughs> Y'all understand? He got into his lane. And, and you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to be doing while I wait. And that, that was good. That was good. And some of us need to take some notes on that. While you're complaining and you're waiting for God to do something, you, you just need to be about doing what God called you to do while you're waiting. <laughs> you, you need to go to your watchtower and you need to wait. Uh, and you need to, as he said, I'm going to climb up to my watchtower. Some of y'all, we need to do some work to get to where we're supposed to be while we're waiting to hear how God's going to answer your prayer. That was cool. And look with verse 2. God responds. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. I want to pause there. I got a message for y'all. I know you've been praying about something and you've been waiting on God for about something. The message is that when God gives you the answer, <laughs> that you need to take that answer and make sure everybody gets some other folk get that message. In other words, you need to tell somebody else your testimony. You know, God says because he want to make sure other people get the message. He says, and then verse 3, he says, this vision is for the future. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently. For if you will surely take, it will surely, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves, and their lives are crooked, but the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. Let's make sure we get God's answer to Habakkuk's complaint. Again, Habakkuk's complaint is, God, how are you going to use the wicked <laughs> to oppress your people, to correct your people? And God's answer is, wait, and I'm going to do something. But while you're waiting, be rest assured that the righteous must live by faith. You got to live by faith, y'all. In the midst of your confusion, in the midst of your lack of understanding, in the midst of your waiting, you have to 
live by faith. You have to. Because that's what righteous do. That's how you please God. There's no other way. Habakkuk got the message. He understood that he was, he was complaining and talking to God. Do y'all get this? Look what Habakkuk says. Habakkuk 2.20. God responded, right? Habakkuk said a bunch of other things, but he ended that portion and said in Habakkuk 2.20, he says, but the Lord is in his holy temple. So the whole earth should be silent in his presence and show him respect. So when God responded to Habakkuk's complaint, Habakkuk got the message and he says, Lord, you are holy. <laughs> Many of us believers today, we need, to, we need to tell ourselves and declare that God is holy. What do you mean by that? It's, it's, see, Habakkuk is not just talking about that God is is, is uh, pure, you know, uh, righteous. And he, he's, he's, he's speaking to the fullness of who God is. This was inclusive. He says, he says Lord, you are holy in, and you are in a holy temple. He was speaking to the, to the fact that God is set apart from everything and everybody. Not only is he set apart from it, he's set above it. He's set over it. He's set around it. He's set under it. He's set uh, to the side of it. He is, Habakkuk came to the realization that I'm talking to God. I'm complaining to God, the one who is above everything. And he realized that, and he's like, oh, I'm out of pocket. He realized he was out of pocket, and he says, so the whole earth just need to shut up, he says. <laughs> need to shut up with your complaints. Need to shut up with the crying and the whining and all that stuff, and honor and respect me because I'm God, and I ain't like none of y'all. I'm above all of y'all. I'm more than you can even imagine, ask, or think. And you coming to me with complaints? About what's going on in your life. And it's not, God is not saying you can't talk to him, but Habakkuk had got out of pocket. And God was saying, my thoughts, my ways are not yours. This is the reset button that we need to hit. We need to hit that button and say what Habakkuk says and respect God. Put some respect on it. I know there's stuff going on in your life you're not happy with. Join the club. I know you got desires and passions. Join the club. I know there's unfairness going on in your life. Join the club. God's saying, I know too. But God said, I'm going to fix it at the appointed time. In the meanwhile, in the meantime, every single one of us should be living by faith. Period. Period. Ultimately, God is so completely holy 
that no one should question him for what he does or don't do in this sense that Habakkuk was. Because Habakkuk was not only looking for an answer, he was looking for a prescribed answer. He, he was looking for God to respond according to his, under, his own understanding of God. And God had to make Habakkuk understand, I, you don't fully understand me, do you? And you can't possibly fully understand me. Because if you did, then you'd be God. And God was saying, I'm God, and you don't fully understand me. So when you get to that place you're not understanding, just keep getting to your place and in your lane. And your lane is living by faith. That's your lane. <laughs> and trust in me. That's it. That's your lane. Hey, that's your lane. Uh, look what Habakkuk says in um, verse chapter 3, 17 and 19. He concludes his book, his three-chapter book right here. He says, even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though olive crops fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. Look what Habakkuk concludes. God, I don't, you're right, I don't understand it. It's above my pay grade, what you're doing. God, I I don't get it, but this is what I now have decided to do. Remember, this was, he was praying and saying, God, I've been praying to you, you ain't answered. He's telling God, you ain't ain't listening to me. Now he's saying, okay, I I, I get it, I got out of my lane. Let me get back into my lane. And and he says, even though nothing's going well, (laughs) you know, there's no blossoms, the, the crops are dying. There's no cattle in the barns. It's just, you know, my bank account is empty. My cupboards are empty. I'm jobless. I'm homeless. I'm whatever. Habakkuk was saying, no matter what the circumstance is, I've learned now, God, that I'm going to rejoice in you. I'm going to be joyful because you're the God of my salvation, regardless of what happens in my life. That's the reset button, y'all. I don't know what's going on with you. I know something's going on and because all of us are dealing with something. But I want to challenge you today to, to, to get out of this, 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 these, these messages out there that causes us to do what Habakkuk did and start to complain and whine and, and all that stuff and, and challenge God and forget to rejoice in the God of your salvation. Forget to live by faith. Uh, for, forget to honor and praise God for his goodness and his righteousness. Even though, you know, you're, you're suffering, you know, the, and things are gone, you're, you're barren, things ain't working like you think it should. Habakkuk came to the conclusion, you know what? I'm going to rejoice. And then he says in verse 19, sovereign Lord, you are my strength. That's what we need to do. When we hit that reset button, we need to say, God, you're my strength. I'm going through a whole lot right now. It seems to be more than I can take, but God, you are my strength, he says. You're sovereign, and you are my strength. I'm not trying to take your sovereignty from you, God. You be God. You just go ahead and do your thing. You want to use the Babylonians to punish us? You do your thing. And I'm just going to rejoice in you, God, because you're sovereign. 
And then he says, he makes me as sure-footed as deer, able to tread upon the heights. He's saying here, I'm I'm traveling on uneven ground. (laughs) There's there's a terrain that I'm, I'm having to navigate in my life. There, there's it's ups and downs. It's an uneven territory. But God, since you are my strength, Lord, you're making my feet sure. <laughs> you, 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 you're kidding me so that I don't fall over. You, you're keeping me uh, stayed up and steady. Uh, and you're the one that's doing it. And even though my cupboard is empty, my bank account is empty, my pocket is empty, I ain't ate in a couple days, my feet are still sure. Because you did that. That's what Habakkuk said. <laughs> And that's the reset button, y'all. I keep telling you, let's reset. And and remember that God is God. And he's going to do what he want to do. But you know, he's your God. He's your Savior. He's your salvation. And just keep living by faith. Just trust him. No matter what's going on, just trust him. Just trust him. Don't trust what they say on TV, on the radio. Uh, Trust God. Just trust God. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, Transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Jesus Christ still has a physical body on earth. Yeah, he was taken up. He said he's going to come back the same way. But right now, at this very moment, he still has a physical body on earth. Guess what? It's you and me. See, I told y'all y'all was special now. I told you, let me see your hand. You got a nail print in your hand? No, you don't. But you steal the body? No nail print? You must have received a whole lot of grace, brother. <laughs> Y'all, you get that? You, you understand this? That Jesus has a nail print in his hand and you don't. Thank you for listening. 